Welcome to Friday. Little ZZ Top intro there got me under pressure. I camped out overnight one time years ago. I was at a dead-end job, couldn't stand it. I had enough. Tickets were going on sale the next day, so guess what? <laughs> Dump the job, go all the way home, grab a sleeping bag and a pillow, get back on the city bus again, go all the way back to, well, almost right across the street from where I was working to get in line with a few others for the tickets that were going to go on sale the next morning. Lo and behold, don't you know, about 300 of us spent the night, and uh, I got my tickets, took my sister, great show. That was back in the day when different priorities, you know, camping out overnight for that. I'm too old for that nowadays, thank the Lord for Ticketmaster. Anyway, welcome to the show. The show's called Let's Talk. My name is Mike. My email address, if you want to correspond, is letstalkmike1 at gmail.com. Let's talk M-I-K-E, the number one at gmail.com. So this episode I'm calling, And Ye Shall Know the Truth. You know, it's interesting, uh, Pilate said to Jesus, he asked Jesus during their conversation uh, before he was sentenced to be crucified, he says, what is the truth? And that came from a man who lived and operated and whatnot in a society, Rome, that had multiple gods, a pantheon of gods, kind of like the Greeks. But the Romans, they incorporated into their society, uh, into their way of life, every god that came along with the the uh, nations and the peoples that they conquered so in certain respects the jewish religion that you know was in israel so he's you know so tell me jesus what is truth he'd, he'd probably love to know and then he doesn't have to guess and wonder about it but anyways on with the show this is it that's from the Looney Tunes. <laughs> so I hope you had a good week. It is Friday. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You know, I just got to say, we have a great and glorious God. I'm, You know, I say it all the time, and I always refer to it. But just case in point, you know, having to take money out of the savings yesterday because we're down to the last penance. And don't you know, my um, Social Security check came in. Uh, it's not technically due till next week but thank the lord god he dropped it on us yesterday and uh we were able to uh you know hey guess what we're going to go grocery shopping today because the cupboards are bare and we, like i said we were down to our last penance and uh just to pay pay a bill um for some reason my bank rejected the payment i don't know what the problem was but anyway i had to borrow money out of my savings to be able to pay the bill but with that being said, glory to God, praise his holy name. And let's say our prayer. How's that sound? Dear Heavenly Father, onward we go. Forward and with you leading the way. And as we go forward, Lord, as we, we make our way through this world and the things going on in our own country and in our lives and the people around us, Lord, you know, family, friends, and stranger, which we we give thanks for those who help us, Lord. But there's times, Father God, where, you know, we're at ends. We're at odds with them. And we just thank you, Father God, that we know that when we stand in your truth and your word and no other, that we stand right. 
And we thank you, Father God. Again, Lord God, I thank you so much that you stand with us and you stand before us and you keep us. Through your grace and mercy and love in your son's name, Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen and amen. First scripture is coming out of Isaiah 53, 6, and it says this. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. So it's saying two things here. It's saying, first of all, that like sheep, we've gone astray. That's a common thing with sheep. They're not the kind that kind of stay together and stick that way. No, they <laughs> they go where they want to go, and they see something that looks good or better than where they are, and they'll just roam right over there. That's just the nature of the sheep, and it's kind of like uh, cattle. Now, cattle will roam and wander, you know, so hence the, you know, you always had to on the cattle drives back in the day. Well, they still have them, actually, but anyway, you know, you had to be aware of that. Where horses, on the other hand, they tend to stick together. You know, they don't really roam off or wander like that, especially when they're being herded. They kind of stay within the group. But again, sheep, they wander. And it says that we have all turned to our own way. No one is innocent in the eyes of the Lord. No one. No matter your stature or place in life, your name, last name, whatever, doesn't matter. There is none of that when it comes to the Lord, all right? And then it goes on to say, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Now it's talking about Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, that's Hebrew, by the way. Learned that when I went to the uh, Messianic congregation, Jewish believers in Jesus. So anyways, on him was all our sin, all our iniquity, and thank God that because of that, we have forgiveness and mercy, and we're reconciled back to him. So let's do a few headlines. Not good news in this one. This came from Fox News. I read it yesterday. The wife, even when she came across it, she called out to me, did you see this about Montana? And I said, yeah, I did. So Montana voters. Now, Montana's not the only state that's done this, all right? But in this instance, we're talking about Montana. Unfortunately, this is not out of the ordinary, and that's so sad to say as I read you this story, that Montana voters rejected the Born Alive Infant Protection Act that would have required medical professionals to perform life-saving medical care on infants who survived abortions or were born prematurely. Pay attention. This pro-life measure would not have prevented Montana residents from receiving abortions, but it would have required the medical care be provided to infants born alive as a result of a natural or induced labor, failed abortion, or a cesarean section. This is incredible. When you read this, you're reading what you're reading here is that regardless of the birth, you can emphasize your child. You can just have them, you know, let them just, you know, die. So if they're born <laughs> alive, naturally, or induce labor, that means the child's going to lay there and starve to death or whatever, however it happens. I, 
I just, when you read these things, when you read these news stories, you no longer need to wonder why we have the leadership in this country that we have. Also known as, you know, Mr. Biden up in Washington and the rest of his cronies. Now, this past election, they were talking, oh, there's going to be a red wave and so forth and so on. You see, here's the problem. When you become arrogant and prideful, the Lord does not go for that. All right? And I believe in the, in the certain respects, the arrogance and the pride in that, in that, in those comments, in those statements, and they're making these humongous projections and so forth and so on. And I mean, you know, <laughs> you can get caught up in that. You can get caught up in that wave. You ever been to the ocean? And, you know, you're out there and the waves are kind of, you know, strong that day. There's times where it'll suck the, the sand right out from under your feet while you're standing out there, the undertow, and that wave takes complete control. So, you know, it is. It's hard not to get involved or get caught up in that fervor. But I did learn one thing about or from the last election when Biden stole it and so forth. Look at the campaign that Trump ran. Look at the amount of people at his rallies. I went to one. And yet, you see how things turned out. Never take anything for granted. <laughs> if you don't learn anything else about all this, never take anything for granted. There is an agenda. There is a program that they are that they are promoting. They're pushing it, and they're you know in certain reasons they're just shoving it right down our throats, and they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. So, here again, the end of the story: newly born infants who have survived abortions, they've been denied appropriate life saving or life sustaining medical care and treatment. And that bed left to die. Now, the pro-lifers tried to argue, but it looks like it says here 20,000 votes. 52.6% in Montana voting against it. 474 in, in favor. But the, here's the thing. When this child is born alive, whether it's an abortion or whatever, it's a person. It's a human being. You would think. That was one of the arguments the pro-life people used. My personal opinion is <laughs> as soon as the sperm meets the egg, you got life. In fact, there's life in the sperm and there's life in the egg, right? I mean, that's a biological, you know, There's can't question it. That's how it is. And yet in their warped, evil minds, you know, kind of like the argument... Okay, it's not a viable anything, or it's just whatever, a mass of cells, so forth and so on, blah, blah, blah. But if you, for whatever reason, have a car, you know, in a car accident, and it's your fault, and there's a woman involved, and she dies, and she's pregnant, and the baby dies, they charge you for a double homicide. Anyways, don't try to make sense of it. <laughs> you, you know, you'll get a headache. <clears throat> anyway, excuse me. So here's some good news, actually. Uh, a judge in Texas has blocked President Biden's plan to provide millions of borrowers with up to $20,000 in federal student loan forgiveness 
ten thousand for if you borrowed from uh oh I forget. Anyway, sorry about that. <laughs> so a federal judge in Texas on Thursday blocked President Biden's plan to provide this loan forgiveness. And he declared in no uncertain terms it's unconstitutional and this was definitely a blow to the president. He just saw um, these quote-unquote debt-ridden young voters is what they're saying, save his party from a wet red wave in the midterm elections. I don't think it was a wave. I think it was more like a fountain. But anyways, that being said, the program was already on hold as a federal appeals court in St. Louis they were considering a separate lawsuit by six states that were challenging it. Now, District Court Judge Mark Pittman, an appointee of former President Donald Trump, based in Fort Worth, said the program usurped Congress's power to make laws. And I quote the judge here, In this country, we are not ruled by an all-powerful executive with a pen and a phone. Instead, we are ruled by a constitution, that provides for three distinct and independent branches of government. You see, our founding fathers made sure they set it up like that so no one had the power over the other. You get it? So he goes on to say, the court is not blind to the current political division in our country, but it is fundamental to the survival of our republic that the separation of powers as outlined, listen, pay attention, outlined in our Constitution, be preserved. He further says this case involves the question of whether Congress, now I talked about this HEROES Act once before, and they were using it to slip this into the, this legislation or whatever into the into the works. So let me restart saying this. The case involves the question of whether Congress, now this is the judge saying this, through the HEROES Act, gave the Secretary of Education authority to implement a program that provides debt forgiveness totaling over $400 billion. This is key. Pittman adds, and having interpreted the HEROES Act, the court holds that it does not provide clear congressional authorization for the program proposed by the secretary. Now, the HEROES Act, if you don't know, if I, and if I remember right off the top of my head anyway, the HEROES Act was provided for those who, like after 9-11, so that were um, financially upset by the fact that they had to go serve. And so it gives them... Uh, you know, some leeway or forgiveness. It is not, you know, and it's basically for the military. So therefore, them slipping this in like they did, (laughs) oh, no, 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 no. So I'm glad this judge is on it. Hebrews 10, chapter, yeah, chapter, okay, Hebrews 10, verse 16. This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord, I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds will I write them. Mm-mm-mm. Amen, amen, amen. So, on with the story we should go and you shall know the truth. All the global crises unleashed upon the earth since March 2020 
have been aimed at one thing. Now think about this. Depopulation. And there's a reason. The globalist plan calls for riding the wave of fear created by various global crises all the way to a new world order, or as they're calling it now, the Great Reset. So I guess the new world order is going to the byway, and this new Great Reset is the new word, kind of like, I don't know, they called it climate something or global warming, whatever, and they changed the word because it loses its effect. So they got to bring it, you know, kick it up a notch. So what, they, what they're wanting to do is, as I've said before, is restructure and reorder all human activity on Earth from the way we socialize and work even to the way we worship and, and who and what we worship. This is no game here. This is serious stuff. John Kerry's over there right now, you know, calling for the same thing. But here's the thing. Now, you can continue to have your Christianity, you can have your Islam, your Judaism, or Hinduism, you know. But, and this is a big but, you must agree to add earth worship into the mix and place it above the principles of your original religion of choice. Now, Pope uh, <laughs> uh, Francis is in on this, big time, huge, huge proponent of this earth worship and Gaia and so forth and so on. He chimes in on this quite often. So I'm supposed to give up my God and my religion and my way of worshiping to be able to add earth worship into the mix. I have one thing to say. Not going to happen, Captain. So we see at the COP27 conference and what we're seeing here, so that's at the COP27 conference, that the hierarchy of the world's major religions are all willing to sacrifice their religious principles for the higher religion of earth worship. Did you catch that? What And, and we're, what? You know, this is just another one of those, you got to be kidding me. All major religions willing to sacrifice their religious principles for this quote-unquote higher religion of earth worship. Wait a minute. So it's just another example of replacing the true Lord God and his son Jesus and all and everything about our need for salvation and repentance and so forth and so on. So now I have to worry and worship, not just worry about and, you know, be a custodian of the earth like the Lord said, but no, it's a religion. It's a worshiping thing. Now, there were over 100 faith leaders at this conference, and they joined with businesses and political leaders, and, and, and they give the whole thing an air of spirituality. Now, the thing is, the globalists know they can't get the majority of people to accept this newly ordered, sustainable lifestyle. It's all part of the Great Reset and so forth and so on. Klaus Schwab, the whole bunch of them, John Kerry, whoever else, all right? So they can't get them, you know to accept the new normal, as they call it, without a type of religious fervor. And let's put in a few good crises, and actually, you know, the more catastrophic and scary, the better. This is, this is unbelievable, because here's the thing. There's a group of people, whoever they may be, wherever they may be, and whenever this all, you know, I think it's just, 
like I've said before, it's just over a period of time that these things are developed or these ideas and these programs and so forth and so on. And then they, you know, it, it's just when the right time. And they spring this. Here you go. Boom. And it's just, listen, if it's not disturbing to you that these these religious leaders are in on this, and it, all of them, there's none, none that aren't involved with this. I hate to tell you. The evangelicals, the Protestants, the Catholics, you know, whatever, they're all in on it. But see, the problem is you're giving up the true Lord God. Now, back to what I was talking about, you know, the, a few crises, that's what COVID was about. It ushered in the beginnings of this new way of life on planet Earth where people accept a new reality of far less individual freedoms, far less privacy, and in the end, far less ownership of land and homes, firearms, vehicles, I mean, you name it. I mean, basically, with artificial intelligence and so forth and hybridization and so forth, you won't even own your own body. You'll be some kind of, what do they call them, things? I can't even think of what they call them, like in Star Trek and stuff. The uh, Borg. This is what was actually spoken. These words, these very words, I quote, at the, a previous World Economic Forum meeting, you will own nothing and be happy, end quote. One more time, quote, you will own nothing and be happy. Mm-hmm. That was just a few years back. So now over the last two years, we have the vast majority of people worldwide, worldwide, who have showed they are willing to accept this new normal. That's what the COVID did. You understand? They create the crisis where there was none. All right? And then they stir the pot which supposedly in, at some point or whatever, it has the answer to the problem, but it doesn't, and it's meant to be that way. But then another, another group comes or another time frame within it all, and they have the quote-unquote answer, which becomes the new normal. Now, they showed it every time they, they put this in your face, dutifully put it in your face, got to wear the mask. Bogus COVID tests. We were separated from friends and loved ones and ultimately lined up for their shots. And now, then the reason for this show is because this, this, I'm telling you right now, the Great Reset is moving on to the next level. Okay? And the caissons go rolling along. We're entering the kill phase. Sad to say, in which those who accepted the experimental gene therapy shots, they're dying suddenly in public, on stages, on ball fields, in their sleep. And at the same time, the current world order, fracturing, just breaking all apart. U.S. and NATO on one side, China and Russia on the other, and whoever else in between. You got the globalists who engineered it all, and now they're driving the two sides toward World War III. This will be a big, a huge population reducer. 
Listen, I said in a couple shows back when, you know, these uh, judgments from God, you know, a third of mankind, listen, <laughs> that's like two point something billion people for just one thing. So, you know, here's the thing where you can't not understand this and how it works in in that it's these are man-made plagues <coughs> excuse me and you know and this is this bears out with the recent news about new strains of the virus and literally they're 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 advertising or letting it be known they're working on it at the Boston University and this new strain 80% lethality rate so they're literally stirring the pot, creating the, you know, and they're telling you. I mean, they've already made war on our food supply chain, right? They're deliberately causing, you know, the diesel shortages, which guess what? Trucks run on that. And what do trucks do? Oh, yeah, they deliver the goods. There's a fertilizer shortage. So there, there goes, that goes to the farming Okay, and growing our food, the food that's grown. And they push this green agenda and propaganda war against all things natural. You know, I read recently instead of beef and chicken and cow's milk, this is no, this is, this is real. They want you to eat like crickets and mealworms and cockroach milk. Reliable coal, oil, and natural gas systems transferred over to unreliable wind and solar. Except, of course, in China, where they're allowed to continue with, you know, reliable energy. This whole thing about transferring our whole way of gaining, you know, having power and powering our homes and all these, this has not worked. It's never worked any place. This green agenda, a.k.a. the climate hysteria, it's absolutely 100% irrational. I mean, would you take the world's second largest exporter of food, the Netherlands, and implement policies that make it harder for Dutch farmers to produce food? Well, they would if they want to, you know, create havoc and chaos. But naturally, no, you wouldn't. Now, unfortunately, the Dutch government is headed by a prime minister who is a protege of guess who? That's right. World Economic Forum <laughs> Globalist Klaus Schwab, and he's putting the pressure on farmers. This just doesn't, again, this makes no sense, none, zip, zero, unless your agenda is not to feed the world but to cause starvation and starve it into submission. Now, in countries like China, you don't see any of this climate hysteria because Why? They already own the people, all right? They've already put the people, they've been that way for decades, right? They're in total and complete submission, all right? And that's what this agenda, this climate agenda, is bringing the middle-class Western world to its knees. That means us. And it's making its formerly free citizens comply with every new dietary dictate Every new restriction on speech, farming, our freedom of movement, and assembly. So what do they do if 
They can't get enough people to comply with this. Well, they do what dictators have always done through history. They incorporate their tyrannical ideological agenda into a religious, just daggone religious dogma. Evil. This is the New World Order B system. Welcome to it, people. This is how they're doing it. This is how it's happening. Maybe after this election, we're going to see things slow up a little bit. I don't know. Because here's the bottom line. They're all politicians. They're all aware of this. This, Listen, (laughs) you don't get as far as some of them have and not know something. And you don't get as far as fewer of them have gotten without knowing it all. This is a perfect example of why I constantly say hold their feet to the fire. So these newly elected or re-elected Republicans, quote-unquote, we need to make sure they toe the line. Because if we don't, (laughs) we got nobody to blame but ourselves. And that's the saddest truth of all. Let's end with this scripture, John 8, 32. And this goes to the name of the show, and you shall know the truth. Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. There's a lot to that. Listen, everybody, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. Enjoy your weekend. Have fun. Be with your family as much as you can every day, not just this weekend. Try to remember and try to get yourself to a good Bible-preaching gospel church. And most of all, most of all, remember those in need in your prayers. And if you can, help them out financially or whatever way you can. Thank you so much again for listening. God bless everybody. We'll talk to you again. Goodbye.